Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Good Win Podcast and I am Nico Lapalusa, your host. And that was an intro. That was an intro done by friend of the show, Eric. Thank you so much. He goes by Hiron. Uh, you can check him out in the comments, reach out to him. You guys want a more formal show. I Look, I get it. I want a more formal show too. I want it to be proper. Proper as heck. With a nice intro, clean outro, you know, chop it up with some with some graphics. I'm in for that. I really am. I'm seeking a, a producer. If you're a producer and you like the show, you like what I got going on on TikTok and and here, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, reach out. I'm looking for collaboration and I'm looking to expand the show. And I like that intro, man. That when he sent me that, I was do 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 do. It's the good win. <laughs> that's that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with that. Maybe make it a little like uh, mastered or, or something. See, that's the thing. I don't know much about audio, what have yous, or what, what have you nots. I don't know about audios. I don't know how to, you know, fine-tune the show. I don't have a soundboard, you know. Don't have a graphics guy. I don't have a young Jamie. It's me. And uh, yeah, I'm going to keep going with this thing. So, heck, something will come out of it eventually. And a lot has already come out of it. I've already appreciated so much of being able to share and like articulate my points, my thoughts, but also the feedback and and people reaching out and letting me know what they like about the, the show and what they don't like and what's impacted them. I've had really good conversations stir up with people near and far about about what I've talked about on the show, where they've agreed, where they've where they've seen faults and it's been a nice little growing pattern. So onward. So it's the new year and there's this there's this phenomenon happening in my life. It's not a phenomenon. It's pretty usual. But every, you know, it happens and it feels like shit. And that is ghosting. Ghosting's real. And it's sad. It's sad. You know? And it, and it doesn't always make sense. And, okay, so I've been, go. it would be one thing if I got ghosted by one person, but I've been ghosted by five or six people in the past five days. Just, we'll be in conversation, business, friendship, anyone, people through the internet. We'll be in conversation and then the conversation will be, we'll wrap up for the day 
And then I'll go, I'll follow up per what we talked about before. So I guess I got to give an example. Like one of my, one of my friends reached out to me, Hey, how are you doing? I think an hour later I said, yo, what's up? I said, sup, yo, sup. No response. That's fine. No response for a day. It's fine. No response for two days. Okay. Forgot. We're friends. It's okay. I give him a call. It's like, oh, he checked in on me. I check in on him. No answer. No call back. For why? You reached out to ask me how I'm doing. And I responded. Maybe it was my response of sup. Maybe that wasn't from the heart enough, you know, and that was a repellent for the situation. Situation number two, there is someone who has a mushroom cultivating. They work for a mushroom cultivation company in Chicago. It's been a low key passion of mine. I've, I've cultivated psilocybin mushrooms before using the PF tech method. If you, if you're unaware of mushroom cultivation and you're interested, you can, okay, I'll do a little plug. There's something called the PF tech method. And the PF tech method is basically you take, you need mason jars, vermiculite, brown rice flour. And that's basically, I mean, that's your substrate. And then you need the spores of the mushrooms. And then the rest of the equipment you need is basically sterilization equipment. Because you need a very clean, clean environment. If you've never grown mushrooms before, so out of the 10 jars that I, I cultivated, three of them got mold or bacteria. It's hard to say. Mold or bacteria, they, they, were, they were infected. Three of them didn't grow. Maybe two of them didn't grow. And and then, you know, two or three of them did grow. Three or four. And I, and I produced some, I don't know, 60 grams of wet mushrooms. Maybe dried about 20, 20 grams. So not, so decent, like a decent flush, a decent time. So you take these, so the PF tech method is basically you take this vermiculite, this brown rice flour, you put it in a mason. Oh no, the mason jars you have to sterilize completely. So you do it in a pressure cooker, an autoclave. Um, and that's like a big expense, getting the pressure cooker and making sure they're completely sterilized. Now people don't do pressure cookers. They just do boiling water, you know, and disinfectant soap and, and just do a really good clean on it. And I wonder what the level of contamination, how it drops when using a pressure cooker. I haven't run that experiment enough times. So you sterilize the jars, you pack it with the substrate, you put some tinfoil on the top, and then you inject the spores into it, seal up the holes, and put it in an incubation chamber. Incubation chamber, you want it like 70 degrees, I'm estimating here, depending on the strain of mushrooms. 
and you want a humidity of a certain amount too. So I basically put it in a cooler and I miss the cooler once a day. And then all of a sudden you'll notice that the brown rice flour that's in there all all of a sudden becomes white. That's the mycelium. So what grows before mushrooms is their root system. The root system of mushrooms is mycelium. And there's a huge network underground before you ever see a mushroom fruiting, you see it or its mycelium is there forming a web under the underground. And this mycelium is supposedly like the bee's knees. I mean, it, it helps nutrient transfer and, and helps communication between trees. Like trees communicate using mycelial networks and like old growth forests, like avatar shit. Like trees talking to each other in a, in their way, in their tree way, exchanging nutrients through these mycelial networks. Like mushrooms are the foundation of the forest. It's like mushrooms are so important for the health of an ecosystem. And we humans are closer to fungi than we are to plants. We are basically mushrooms. Mushrooms breathe in oxygen and they exhale carbon dioxide. Trees breathe in the opposite. They breathe in carbon dioxide. They exhale oxygen. So I love mushrooms. That's basically my point. And after you create, after the mycelial network takes over the jar, the whole jar becomes white. Then you put it in a fruiting chamber. You allow, you, you uncap the mycelial or that you uncap the jar. And then that's when you really start misting them. And there's a certain amount of light exposure that's sometimes good for depending on, on the types of mushrooms. And the moisture with the light stimulates fruiting. And it is so beautiful when you see mushrooms fruit for some reason. Like the first flush too, because the mushrooms will fruit, your jar will be full. You have huge, beautiful mushrooms, like a bouquet of mushrooms. You'll cut them out and you'll... And you know, you'll save them, you'll eat them wet, or you'll you'll prepare them for drying, so you can store them over long periods of times. And then the jar will flush, create two more, or three more, four more rounds of mushrooms. Each each flush becoming less and less um, in terms of weight produced and yield produced. And it's a really fun little thing. Also, a side note. If you don't want to go through the whole sterilization process of the jars, you don't want to pack the jars with vermiculite, you want to save 300 bucks on the front end, not buying a pressure cooker, not buying the vermiculite, the brown, the organic brown rice flour, the jars. There's a place called Midwest Grow Kits, if you're in the Midwest, which will send you sterilized bags and sterilized jars that all you have to do is inoculate. All you have to do is inject spores into the pre-sterilized and packed jars that they supply you and then you do the 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 incubation period where the mycelium has to grow and then you do the fruiting period now i haven't tried this yet but it's been recommended to me and i think you know they do such a good job that your yields tend to be a little bit higher and the cost isn't isn't that much too i think it's like five dollars a jar and each jar, like I said, can produce maybe, I think maybe done right can produce 10 grams of dried mushrooms, maybe 40 grams of wet mushrooms, depending on your strain and your type. So there's your mushroom growing 
tutorial. So I'm passionate about mushrooms, okay? And I reach out. Now it's a, it's a woman. I reach out to this woman. And she, you know, she posted on Facebook, hey, I grew these lion's mane, I think, turkey tail, and maybe cordyceps. Maybe not. And I'm like, shit, that's what I'm, I want to, I want to learn how to grow that. It's a slightly different grow technique for those types of mushrooms. Lion's mane need a particular amount of space. And I've never done the tray method either, which I saw that she was using. And I reached out, I'm like, oh, that's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm interested in learning more about this. She's like, great. I actually work for a grow company in Chicago. Why don't we set up a time to meet? We can go over it. Bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. And I said, great. Let's do Friday. Yes. 9.30. Okay. So Friday comes. I wake up at whatever, 7 to get ready. I text, hey, I have been called into work. We have to reschedule. That's fine. Let's do Sunday. Thanks for your flexibility. I'll see you Sunday. Sunday comes around. Hey, I'm on the way. I, I got this feeling. Now, should I have just shown up? I had the address. I had the time. Should I have just shown up? Maybe. No, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the time. I only had the address in the day. And the night before, I'm like, this 1030 work. ghost the next day comes i text her did you get my message yesterday ghost now three days later i'm in chicago for jujitsu i'm in the general area that we could have that we were we were planning to meet up I texted her before the jiu-jitsu, so it gave her like a three or four hour head start. Hey, I'm in your area. I'll be in the area for four or five hours. Is today. Can we meet up today? Ghost. Ghost. And unsure why. I feel like I, I don't know. I... Was there something there energetically? Am I thinking too much about it? Maybe. But the only reason I'm thinking about it is because it's been compounded with three or four other ghost things. So those the, I just gave you two. A third one. I met someone at the peyote ceremony. We talked about collaborating on bringing someone to the Midwest to serve medicine. And... They shared beautiful songs. I liked them. It was kind of like I want to. I want to be their friend. I want to get to know them. There's a want there. Like I, I admire them. I admire them. All these people, I admire. And it seems like there's an admiration where I kind of want something. I want the relationship to flourish or blossom, or I want something out of it. And it's. I'm in this period where that's not being rewarded i'm like i'm kind of being like subtly told to either appreciate the relationships i do have and just focus on those or a period of being alone of just embracing 
aloneness. And it was kind of, it was all the, and this ghost thing was happening during a fast. I did the four day fast. Oh yeah, a little recap. I did the four day fast and I came out the other end. Okay, little side note. I broke the fast and I cooked this, I cooked a stew to break the fast, a stew that I really like to cook. That's what I've talked about in this podcast before. I just keep making that fucking stew. And maybe one day I'll get really good at it. But I cooked this stew and it was, I used roast meat and long, very long story short, I didn't cook it long enough. So it was a tough meat stew. And there's so much flavor in it. There's acidity from tomatoes, wine, there's salt, you know, lots of seeds like rosemary, garlic, onion, powerful flavors. I add a little bit of honey. There's a lot going on. And I ate, broke my four-day fast by eating beef stew and stale bread, which was so disappointing. I was so looking forward to food. And then I make this stew that just doesn't turn out right. And then we're eating stale maggoty bread. All we got is just maggoty bread. It's like shit. I thought I thought my return to food was going to be much more luxurious and grand than this. And it wasn't. But not only that, I ate it and I ate two bowls of the stew because my mo- like my mind was like lit from it, but my stomach wasn't ready to handle that. And so I had to go upstairs at like 7 p.m. and just lay in my bed in a dark room. I couldn't even turn on like TV, no distraction, just pure focus on the pain I have accumulated in my stomach. It wasn't pain. It was just like, it was just a lot with all those different flavors. I think I should have broke it with, you know, some fruit, some flavorless oatmeal, maybe, maybe meat, but like not heavily seasoned and intertwined with all these acids and, and stuff. So I kind of got treated when I broke my fast. And all this ghost things happening in my fast. I'm like, well, maybe it's just my time to like release everything. Focus on myself. And when I break the fast, I'll have more energy. I'll be putting better energy out there. And too metaphysical, you know. I'm thinking about it too much. It's just fine. And then my cousin ghosts me. My aunt's talking shit about me to my grandma. It's just, you know, a week. It's been a tough week. It has. It's been a tough social week. And and yet, there's some beauty there too. There's, there has been, like my, there's just been people that I still do have going on. And I think that's maybe the takeaway. Part of me is like, do I reach out to these people and let them know that I think they're like, I think I just got to give them a piece of my mind. But in a way where it's not like, it's not so harmful. Like, I want to be like, I want to reach out to the mushroom lady and be like, ghosting is unprofessional. 
and then the other you know or something like that just something like you hurt my feelings ouch why I, why wouldn't work a why wouldn't work but i think like like at some point i kind of just want like a reaction some acknowledgement it's so crazy like there's a part of me that's like well i want to just throw over a little missile be like fuck you no fuck you i'd rather i'd rather get a because that would be a response as opposed to ghosting yeah it's just the indifference feels feels sad and social media hasn't been doing it for me lately i've been going on and it's like maybe we should talk about it So the storming of the Capitol. I I want to I want to care. But there's a way that it's being presented that's making me indifferent and resentful, indifferent like the ghosters. But it's making me a little resentful of how it's being presented. So the Capitol got stormed in a way. And people are upset in a way. Because the protests, the rioters were were, were white people with Trump flags. Now, I don't know how many people were there. I don't know how many people of those people voted for Trump. I think it was some sort of protest riot based on the presidential election. So, so my point is, is I don't really know because I do have a degree of indifference to the situation, which is not cool. I'm not proud to be like, yeah, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care because it's, I know there's an effect. Just how it's being put, the same memes being reproduced and repurposed. Every story is full of the same memes. Like, oh, well, you didn't shoot them. It's like, and then let's like memes like, we don't want you to shoot them. We just don't, we we don't want to be shot like you don't shoot them. Which is the sentiment. Yes, yes. Equality in in the face of justice. Like, like racism is disgusting. It's such a stain. It's no way to live. It's so full of falsities and mistruths that it's it's like it's so delusional and full of falsities and mistruths that I don't want to give these people anything. It's like to me these like people who are who are acting and a lot of it probably isn't racism. A lot of it is I didn't get my way. I don't feel heard. It's not, I hate you. It's, this is not how I want things to go. And 
I feel angry and this anger needs to get out. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Like, there wasn't any explicit racist overtones. No one was holding up, like, any racial slurs. There was no floats made of... (laughs) I can't even fucking say it. Can't even get myself to say a hypothetical float that would be racist. There were no explicit symbols of racism. Maybe besides, there was a guy wearing buffalo horns, which, look, the buffalo is a staple of the native peoples of this land. The native peoples of this land were people are brown. Now, did, when white people, Europeans, came over here, I'm sure they also wore animal pelts as well in the winter. But, yeah, I think he was wearing, like, like kind of, like, painted face Native American garb. Now, not people. This was day two of the fast. And when the when the riots happened, what I did on that day, after work, I didn't work out. What I did on that day was this. If you're just listening, I'm sorry, I'll describe it to you. I'm doing an art piece. This art piece is an American bison. And this American bison has a teepee fixed on its forehead, and it has peyote cactuses growing from its forehead. I'm sorry, growing from the top of its its head. I was drawing this. I was inspired to draw it because if you've listened to the show before, you know my mission to help restore the American buffalo population back to the Great Plains. Why? Because... Packard animals feed the soil with their shit. They eat the grasslands to help nutrients return to the soil. Monocropped land has taken nutrition away from the soil. We need to put it back in. We put it back in with poo, particularly of these huge pack herding animals who shit on the ground and stomp it into the ground, refeeding the soil, regenerating it. It has been shown to reverse desertification Repair soil, land, water. Now, this bringing the bison back is also a wish of the Lakota and tribes nations who I sit in ceremony that has been passed down by Navajo, by by native peoples, non-European native peoples. So I'm drawing this buffalo, this American bison, coloring it in, starting to color it in, Check my social media to see a guy wearing an American buffalo hat storming the Capitol. I don't know what to do with this, these reflections. It's like, is this buffalo, is my, is my mission to restore the bison a mockery of the native peoples? Is it 
storming the capital? Is it bringing back down European tyranny? Is that how we're restoring balance? My mission is to restore balance to the world by bringing these bison back. Is, is this a step in restoring the bison population? By seeing the mockery of the, like the U.S. institution, the mega government institution, the Roman inherited forms of government. So I'm just seeing this and like, there's no one to tell about this really. I mean, you guys, but like, it's just so hard to see this reflection and and remain silent. Maybe I could have made a little post like working on the, I don't know. It's just a very, very strange reflection. But the angst that I see from I don't know, I'm just a little I'm I'm just a little tired of people posting the same memes loaded with sarcasm, loaded with angst. Oh, so this is how you stop police brutality. It's like mmm. It's just, it's just not, it's not the way it's, it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And I see that I want to see people looking into the camera and saying how they feel. Instead of just sharing memes that someone else made, like, yep, this is me. This is how I feel. And it's like, it's a mask of sarcasm and satire, which look, the reflection's clear. I use satire. I use like a stern comedy interwoven into these podcasts. And I do it because if it's all serious, I would be taking myself too serious. There is a balance there. I, I just need, I'd like to see people be more authentic. I'd like to see people not ghost. If you don't want to talk to me, I don't want to talk to you. I can so respect that. I can so respect that. If anyone's had the bravery to tell me how they feel, respect has followed. Really, it's really not what they've said. It's the fact that they've been able to be vulnerable and authentic with me. I've appreciated, man, just every time. I can do it. And to not respond to me, to like, to just not even say, you know, I'm not comfortable meeting, whatever it is, I'm making assumptions at this point. It's like, I don't have time till next year and it's probably never going to happen. Fine. If that's true, fine. You don't have time till next year. Eh. That's another thing. People got fucking time. That's the, that's the troubling part with ghosting. It's like, look, I'm going through, like, people have fucking time. I have 50 inboxes. I do jujitsu. I play guitar. I make a podcast. I work for an agricultural company. 
I draw, I hang out with family, I take care of a dog, I eat, I have a girlfriend, I take care of her, I plan trips, and I still respond to every single person who writes me. I feel shitty having to just said that list of, of stuff, but like, you have time. You do. And people say, well, no answer is an answer. It's not. It's not. It's laziness. It's indifference. And it, I guess it'll be returned to you or it's been given to you. That, that indifference has been given. And maybe this is all about the indifference that I feel towards the strife. It's not an indifference. I, feel, I don't feel the indifference to the strife and the riots and the protests. But my actions don't say that I... You know, I don't go to these protests either on either side. I don't repost Fox News or CNN clips about the protests. I don't repost memes of people making jokes or being satirical or being angsty. Particularly people that don't have never felt that angst. It's like... Okay, yoga teacher from South Dakota, Minnesota, Chicago. I like your yoga class. But, I mean, have you felt the discrimination on a daily basis? And the answer is yes, too. Look. No one gets out of this life alive not feeling the wronged, not feeling discriminated against. Like, how much do we do we separate out people's pain and do we parcel out people's pain and put it on a hierarchy? How much do we do this? How much is it necessary? How much is my pain your pain? I think in the truth of the matter, my pain is your pain, your pain is my pain. I know, I have felt in my heart that we all rise together. I felt that we all rise only together. Does that mean we all fall together? That hasn't been so clear. I know it's important to help people up. But how much do I let myself be pulled down? How much do I have to be invalidated for someone else to feel validated? The answer is zero. The answer is zero. So to constantly see these memes of inv- the invalidation of, of, m- of me, white man, white, cis, heteronormative man. It's like, I'm not going to lower myself to build you up. It's not even that. I'll humble myself, but I'm not going to fucking let you step on my face to climb over the the fence. If If you see that I'm perceived over a fence, 
I'm going to reach an arm down. I'm going to build a fucking ladder so I can climb down and help you climb up. But it doesn't involve me shitting on myself and ruining this existence and this opportunity at life that I've been given that I didn't fucking choose, okay? And if I did, I'm thankful for what I chose. I'm so fortunate in so many ways. I'm so, so fortunate. And I think that's enough to acknowledge. And I, and I actually don't think people want me to shit on myself or tear myself down. Maybe some do. But th- those people aren't in the know. They're not, uh, you know, they're not of right mind. just this angst people like i want to see people speak their truth and not default to memes to do their to do their talking for them you can like some memes are funny as fuck i love memes I can probably incorporate some memes into my into the content that I, I produce, but I'll I won't stop speaking my truth in an authentic way. And I don't give a shit about people storming the Capitol. I'm glad they didn't get fucked up. I don't agree with what they're standing for. I agree with their right to do so. And it was a much, it was much, much smaller affair than the protests of BLM this year. BLM was worldwide. This was a very concentrated thing focused on in Washington, D.C., from my understanding. So there, that being said, there was less likely chance of shit popping off. And I don't trust what I see on these news channels. I can't even watch them for a second, maybe a second, but it's like, you'll turn on CNN and there's a a shitty person waving a shitty flag and you'll turn on Fox News and then there's a, another shitty person waving an opposite shitty flag and they're just showing you the shit of both sides and then whatever you want to pick is, look, this is the same shit. I'm doing it now. I feel like I'm participating in the news. And this is why I don't really do this. I try to focus on, you know, sharing stories and sharing, you know, personal things that I'm going through with the hopes of giving people like courage to be authentic within themselves. But enough is enough, you know, (laughs) enough is enough. Like wake up world if i can draw a bison and then a man on the on on the big on the tv sweeps the nation in a bison mask 
then maybe asking people to wake up and take responsibility will cause it. Maybe my aunt will stop blaming things that happened 50 years ago for reasons why she can't move forward in a relationship. Maybe I'll do the same. Maybe I can move forward with a little bit more grace, a little more awake. Take responsibility. Fucking, I'm not saying pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We're all helping each other. Taking responsibility means taking responsibility for helping when you can, for helping your neighbor, for saying fucking hi to your neighbors. For walking into a new place and as a elder of the place, saying hi to people. I see you. Do you see you? Because I do. Oh, he sees me. They see me. Maybe I can see me. Frustrated. I'm frustrated these past four or five days. answer people when you can when they've shown you no ill will in the past when they've only been polite answer people and maybe don't what do I know I'm probably learning something I don't even know yet there's a there's a meaning to all this ghost thing there's a reason some people don't you know come into your life I just, I, I, get, I get discouraged that effort seems to defeat itself sometimes. It's like you think that effort, putting energy towards a system, is what empowers it. But it's withdrawing energy from a system sometimes empowers it. And there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason, a scientific, logical thing to it. Particularly when working interpersonally working with someone else's experience. There's just no sense of control, you know? And that's that's a fucking good thing. That's a fucking good thing, that there's no sense of control when working with other people. It's the denial of that. It's, the, it's literally the denial of that that has started every fucked up... Th- every fucked up thing is based on that. Every woman man that's been beaten, boy, girl that's been beaten is because someone has felt out of control and they wanted to control. Anyone who has been enslaved, anyone that has been overcome by brute force is because the person wasn't willing to accept that there is no control over another person. And I think it's time that I accept it too. I was hoping I was going to say that and then like all five people were going to message me. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like validation from the universe. Huzzah. But it didn't happen because that would still mean I'm trying to control the situation with that sneaky shit. Like playing reverse psychology with the universe. Oh, yeah, I don't want it anymore. Universe. You know what? I don't even want it anymore, Universe universe 
This is me not wanting it. <laughs> Can't play no mental games with with the universe. She always knows. He always knows. They always know. There ain't no such thing as halfway crook. Yeah, there's no control over people. I can't make anyone write me back. Dang. Dang, dang, diggity, dang, dang. Dang, dang, diggity, dang, dang. Maybe this world is just a grand act of letting go after all. Just got to hit with a smell of spruce from nowhere. Wow, it's powerful. Maybe the world is just a grand act of letting go? Spruce? Spruce Almighty? No, dang it. Can't control it. There's no control over this magic. I wonder what will happen when I finish this bison drawing. You know? Maybe I just got to finish it. Maybe that's the message. That's the best way I can contribute to the cause is by finishing this this bison drawing. Maybe that's what I'll do today. Well, thank you. I think we've had enough. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for hearing the ramblings of a semi-madman today. You hear it. I know it. And I appreciate you, especially if you make it to the end of these episodes. Man, you are my favorite. Reach out. You know what? How about this? If you made it to the end of this episode, message me saying, Bison Cactus. Personally message me. If you have my text, personally message me, Bison Cactus. DM on Instagram or text message, and I will send you a gift. A gift from my heart and a gift... Shit. Something. Some contribution. Some thank you. It might even be money. I'm kind of thinking maybe sending people some Venmo. Throw your Venmo. Bison, cactus, and your Venmo. I don't know how to, you know, how if someone just watches the end of this episode. Maybe that's a risk I'm willing to take. Huh. That's a tricky one. Because technically people could just share this part with, with other people. And then I'll just get like a, a bunch of messages. But that would be a good thing. You know, sharing the show with other people. Huh. Yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll roll with it. Maybe I'll put a cap at like a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But thank you for being here. My point is thank you so much. And I want you to feel rewarded for being here. I want to give, all right? 
I want the opportunity to give. That like there are some blessed moments in life when you have when you're given the opportunity where you can actually give. It's like, oh fuck, thank you. A person I that I can actually give something to. I have what they need. And they came up to me and asked me. That is a fucking jackpot of good feelings and serotonin. So message me. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This, ho, oh, this has been the good wind. This has been the good wind. Whew.